Hey everybody, it's Tamara. And this is Jennifer, long time no talk. Yeah, so today we thought we'd talk about sex. It's my favorite topic. I, <laughs> I basically convinced her to do this. She's she's tied up and uh, handcuffed to the chair, begrudgingly <laughs> doing this while blushing. I'll probably blush through the entire episode, yes. Thank goodness it's just audio and no video then, right? Yeah, but I think that's an important thing to, to, you know, to make a point about. I mean, some people are very self-conscious when they're talking about sex. I'm not. I can talk about other people's sex all day long. <laughs> yeah, and there are some people, like my mom and dad, that I'd rather didn't talk about sex around me. But We, we know you're listening, Debbie. <laughs> so I think, uh, you know, like, I, there... We, we decided we're, you know, we never script these podcasts and, you know, to just maybe come up with a few questions to ask each other during the episode, but we didn't really discuss exactly what we're going to talk about, but I pretty much said nothing's off the table. So Jennifer's probably going to take us in places that are going to make people uncomfortable. So here is your warning. As my great grandmother would have said during sex, brace yourself, Bessie, we're going in. So Tamara, you said that you had a couple of questions for me that you had already formulated, and I think it's actually a good place for you to start first. Okay. You'll kind of, you know, ease us into it, and then I'll come around for the raunchy stuff in the back. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So I I know that something that we have talked about uh, is past sexual relationships. We've talked sometimes in greater detail about some partners than others. For example... You know, you've asked me very, um, you know, you wanted details really about some of the sexual partners that I've had in the past. And I don't necessarily want details when I ask you, but um, sometimes I get them anyway. (laughs) (laughs) So my first question that I thought of was, you know, what, what advice do you give to listeners when it comes to your current partner or new partner asking you questions about sex? Let's say, for example, you know, I've I've maybe been out on a few dates with you and we're starting to get more comfortable with each other and we're starting to get to know each other. At what point do you think it's appropriate for me to start asking you about your past sexual experiences? Shortly after I gave you my phone number. (laughs) (laughs) And that's true. We Well, we did. We talked about sex very early on. Of course, our situation was a little bit different because... I'd never been with a woman. Yes, and I had not slept with a man for at least 20-some years, Um, but I did have some sexual experiences with men before I came out. Um, I'd say probably about a year's worth of sexual experiences with men was enough to to make me realize that I was gay. (laughs) No, I'm just kidding. Wow. (laughs) I think I I actually, to be honest, I think I I always knew that I might be gay or I, I thought that I was at least bisexual. But I didn't get to a place of feeling comfortable about who I was and really accepting that part of myself until I was 19, almost 20. And when I did come out to my friends and family, I had not even kissed a girl, but I felt enough feelings around certain women that I knew there was some sort of attraction there. Um, And it was after I saw my first romance, you know, lesbian romance film that I was like, I got to do this. I got to come out. I got to just got to tell them I got to get it over with. So, um, but I do remember, you know, you and I talking about sex very early in our relationship because I mean, you were very honest. You were like, I've never been with a woman. I'm curious. Mm -hmm. 
And I think when, you know, correct me if I'm wrong, but when you, when you did put your profile out there on match to meet women, you were really thinking you just kind of wanted to experiment. You're a little bit curious. Yeah, for sure. So let me give a real answer to your first question and then we'll spin back around to what kind of segued into a second question. In my opinion, I think that talking about sex is really, um, I think it's important. You know, we are sexual beings, but everybody is going to go about this in a different way, depending on how they were brought up, the messages that they were given. Um, I was raised by two dirty old women who were asking me if I needed batteries for dildos by the time I was 20 years old. I mean, it, there wasn't really anything that was taboo in my family in terms of sex. I, I grew up having very open conversations with my grandmother who raised me. Um, she wanted me to have all of the facts. So I've always been, mm, I'd say, above average in terms of comfort level when it comes to talking about sex. And once I feel comfortable with a person, that's when I feel like, okay, I can ask these questions. Um, I want to open Pandora's box. I can open Pandora's box. I want to know about your sexual health too. I mean, I think that that's important, even though it's 2020, there are still concerns about STIs and all of those, you know, things that we should be talking to each other. You said STIs. What is STI is just the updated term for STD. So they no longer call it sexually transmitted diseases. They call them sexually transmitted infections. Oh, okay. Yeah. So there's your science lesson for the day. We'll go ahead and wrap that one up. (laughs) Um, But no, like I said, you know, for me, it is all about that comfort level. And I got comfortable with you pretty quickly. Yeah. But I mean, it wasn't, I would say, you know, we were comfortable talking about certain things, but I would say it took us a while to get comfortable to a point where we could actually ask for what we needed, which I think is a really important thing to be able to do and to say, you know, I like this or I want more of that. And that Mm -hmm. took us a while definitely to get there. Yeah. Well, I mean, we were on a whirlwind dating spree. Yes. So, um, but yeah, you know, I I think when you're comfortable with talking about it and it's not about like, Ooh, baby, what positions you like? And no, it's not that kind of, you know, base level of sexuality. It's, you know, like you said, me expressing, I've never been with a woman before, you know, I'm curious about what it will be like. And yeah, you know, when I first went on to match, that's essentially what I was looking for. I was with somebody else, but I'd always been curious. I mean, I was nine years old when I started looking at women's bodies differently. And I was like, whoa, but I was raised in a very, um, I went to Christian private schools and, you know, those things were always condemned. And so I just learned to squash those thoughts. Yeah, I kind of had a similar experience because I I had a friend who, I mean, my family went to church now and then. My mom would take us kids every now and then. But I had a friend later who invited me, her family invited me to come to church every Sunday with them. And then I got involved in a youth group. And that was around the time that I was probably like 12 or 13. And... In my church, it was very much, you know, we we spoke of homosexuality as a sin. And, you know, because it was a sin in the Bible, uh, so so to speak. And so as I started to realize that I felt certain things and I, for example, at, you know, 
in when I was in high school and even junior high after PE when we would have to shower you know the showers were open you couldn't take a private shower for me that was like so painful and I would I would be really slow to get my swimsuit off and to get into the shower I would pretty much wait until everybody else was almost done before I would go into the shower because then I would know I knew that there was no way that I would get accused of looking at somebody the wrong way or doing the wrong thing or you know making eye contact for too long or you know I mean there was like shame associated with it and I didn't really know why but I just I just tried to avoid those situations as much as I could. Yeah, absolutely. I remember having a friend spend the night, a female friend, and we were at that age. I think we were, oh gosh, we must have been sixth or seventh grade by this point. And I had already been introduced to masturbation. It wasn't anything that I was uncomfortable with, but I wanted to know, you know, me being who I am, I wanted to know, am I like everybody else? You know, are, are, the, are other girls doing this? And so I remember asking her, do you masturbate? And she got all shy and blush. And she's like, no, what's that? And I was like, well, when you make yourself orgasm. And she's like, what? And so I was like, watch. And I had her watch me. And I was like, do you want to try it? And she was like, no, but I could tell that she really did want to. She but was I, curious. She was curious, but I think she was also kind of embarrassed that I was there. Yeah. But again, like... That was probably intimidating, especially if she didn't was. even know what those words meant, you know? Yeah, it probably was. You know, and I just, again, I've always just been very comfortable in the sexual. And I think because it's scripted, you know what I mean? In the sense of... You do this, you do that, you do this, you get an orgasm, voila, everybody's happy, you quit arguing for 30 seconds, and then you can come back to your argument later. But you're, you're referring to when you dated men. Well, yeah. Or in how you were kind of taught growing up. Yes. Okay. Yes. Okay. And, and the physiological response. Because that's, that's not our sexual life. Oh, it's not? <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> Okay, my love. So next question. <laughs> I'm in travel. <laughs> <laughs> How long should you wait before you have sex? Uh, Be honest. That's a good question. <laughs> so again, I think it goes back to the individual couple and the amount of chemistry that's between the two. You know, you and I spent would say hours talking with one another, which doesn't really seem like that much. But if you think of like the normal dating process for people, they would go out, then, you know, they might talk a little bit the next day, then they maybe or text a couple times. Yeah, text a couple times. Like, whereas you and I were inseparable. I don't know how you got any work done. And I don't know how you didn't get fired. Mm. Um, yeah, we pretty much I mean, we immediately from the time from the time that I responded to your first message in the chat, I think immediate, almost immediately after you gave me your phone number, and then we were outside of the match yeah, know, the website app. out of the app. But I think we were texting back and forth all day during the hours that I was working. And then that evening, we talked on the phone, I remember, for like four or five hours. It was a long time. And then, I mean, we were pretty much inseparable. We met a couple of days later. 
Um, and if you haven't heard our, our intro story, make sure you go back and listen to that one because you'll enjoy that one as probably just as much as this crazy nonsense that we're talking about. <laughs> um, so, you know, I've had sex with guys when I was dating guys because, I mean, I if I was going to slap a label on my forehead, I would probably say that I'm bisexual. Um, but I've had guys, I've had one night stands, I've had... Um, you know, relationships where we slept together on the first day. I've had relationships where we lasted three months before we had sex. It all, for me, came down to comfort zone and trust. And there is a huge aspect of trust, especially, I think, for us women, because by physiological nature, by, phys our, by our build, we take that person into our bodies. And we really become one with that person. Yeah. And trying to figure out that you know, precise time of, oh, this is the moment. You know, I, I think that we stress that a lot. And, and maybe to the point of it being too much. And then the nerves and the anxiety and things like that happen. But I do think it's critical that we get to know one another. And we do ask those hard questions. Have you had an SDI? You know, are you seeing other people? You know, is this going to be monogamous? Are we open to a poly relationship? Like all of the things that we need to have these conversations. And you and I had those conversations like day two. Yeah. And so we it, did. We, we had some very intense conversations and nothing was off limits. And that was something that I really liked about you is I could tell how open you were and that you were, you know, honest and direct. I'm very direct. And I mean, it was, I mean, it, sometimes hard, to a fault. Well, no, I mean, at, at first it was just very different for me because I hadn't ever been with somebody who was so direct about what they had done or not done. And um, so I, I think we should, you know, share the story of how quickly we had sex, which was, <laughs> I think we how met. You took advantage of me. Oh, please. <laughs> Yeah, that's My always innocence. your spin on it. Yeah, there's nothing innocent about you, dear. <laughs> Don't tell the listeners that. They oh, still believe me. Oh. So we, yeah, we, so we met on a Wednesday. We had lunch together and that was going to be our date, but we didn't want it to end, neither one of mm -hmm. us. So then we ended up going to the zoo and walking around the zoo for a while. And then we sat for a bit and had a bottle of water and then we still didn't want to leave the date. And, and we had a little bit of time before either one of us had to go get our kids. And so uh, I think we then we went up to, I think we told that story kind of in the first episode, yeah. but we went up to a fort. So we spent like, what, probably seven hours together, I think, on our first date. Right. But, you know, like you said, we were, we were tethered together. I mean, it was like we were very immersed in each other from the very beginning. And... Um, I knew that you hadn't had sex with a woman and I knew that it was something that you were really curious about, but also really nervous about. Oh yeah. And so <laughs> I remember after that date, you came to my house on a Friday evening, kind of unexpectedly. You happened to be in the area. My daughter was out with some friends. I said, Hey, come on over, stop at my house, come see my house. And we ended up kissing and, uh, yeah, we could call it that. <laughs> She's okay. bright red right now. There, all right. There was some, <laughs> there was some heavy petting going on. Um, but also you had a very heavy sweater on. So I remember I was trying to be helpful and I said, you know, you should take that sweater so off. So helpful. <laughs> so helpful. She was like, let me give you a massage. Oh, oh yeah. the sweater is too thick. I can't, I can't feel the muscles through the sweater. 
she don't believe her innocence oh, at all. Oh my goodness. <laughs> but there was a lot of, I mean, there was a lot of sexual chemistry, obviously. Yeah, from the get-go. Yeah. And then the next time that I saw you was that Sunday and I'd had dinner at a friend's on Saturday and I was talking to her and they're a lesbian couple and I was talking to them about how, you know, you had only been with men and this was your first time being with a woman and you know that in you know one of my friends she's she's also very direct she was like when are you gonna do it just get over with you know and I was like (laughs) so romantic what what do you mean because I I really thought we were gonna wait you know but then I started thinking about that and I thought about it from your perspective and I thought gosh that must be really hard like she's been curious for years And I'm going to be nervous because I'm going to feel like, oh, shit, you know, I'm going to be the first person that she's going to be with. And like, I'm going to leave this lasting impression of the first time with a woman. And I don't want it to be a horrible memory. So how could I make it special and not be awkward or unexpected? And, you know, so I I planned a special date where I I was going to take you out to brunch. But I also had a hotel room booked uh, in the hotel next to the restaurant and you know, I had bubble bath and um, candles. I think we should back this up a little bit to the point where we're riding in your car. I had no idea where we're going. Yes. And Rihanna's song, Sex With Me, comes on. <laughs> and hindsight's always twenty twenty. <laughs> But you like turned this song up oh, and yes, you I were did. like getting into it. And I, I think was... that is one of the most awesome Rihanna songs out there and is so like ultra feminine power. And I just love it. But in my side, I'm looking at her. I'm looking at Tam going, you cocky bitch. <laughs> <laughs> you never told me you were thinking that. Yeah, I was like, oh, you are full of it. Let's bring it on. Bring it on. When, it, when this happens, bring it on because... I want to see if you pull through. All right. So I'm going to ask what I, I know every man asks the first time. Okay. How'd I do? Uh, I married you. Let's put it that way. (laughs) No, but seriously, there, there was some nerves to say the least. On both sides. (laughs) So... (laughs) Moment of truth. As if you've read any of my blogs, um, I've got one out right now that talks about um, calling on the goddess for joy. And in there, I explain that Tam and I both, uh, we just developed this habit. Like if we were going to reveal a deep, dark truth, we would say the word confession to one another. And it was kind of like a signal of this is important. I need you to listen to me. Well, confession. Um, My confession is that I was super nervous, but also super excited because I thought, oh my gosh, I want to see if I can do to you what I've done to others. And so there, there was definitely some cockiness on my side. Um, but you know, I was hesitant and I remember you saying, and I've teased you about this probably ad nauseum that, but I was being completely genuine. Oh, I'm sure you were. That that's, that's who you are. You're a genuine person. But she looks at me. We're now in this room, which, you know, she had told me I had to go to the fourth floor to go to the bathroom. <laughs> Sometimes I'm a little slow on the uptake, but I was like, why do we have to 
go to the, all right, well, maybe they're working on them. And then, so, of course, I had a key to a room. Right, which we were supposed to use the bathroom in a room. Okay. So I get in there, and she click, the, the door goes click, and I'm like, oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. No, 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 no. <laughs> and I thought, what am I going to do? What am I going to do? I don't know what I'm doing. But anyway, so the first person, here's another confession for you. So the first woman that I dated, um, I had told her that I was nervous. We, we didn't get anything beyond kissing. It just, you know, it was there, but it wasn't quite there yet. And she she sent a book to me on how to please a woman. And I read that book about probably about half of it. And I thought, this is all like just common sense. Like this is stuff that I would want. And so I was like, okay, Jen, okay, you're an academic, you could do this. Remember the body parts, remember the anatomy. You know what this anatomy looks like. You know what the physiology is. You know what it's all supposed to do. You're always in your head. I was, yeah, definitely. And I was so in my head in that moment because I was like, and I knew you were nervous. What if I mess this up? <laughs> and what I said was, we don't have to do anything. But I wanted us to have the opportunity to have time alone without either of our kids in a completely neutral place where we could just do whatever felt good. Yeah, that last part, whatever felt good. Yeah, don't believe the innocence part of that. <laughs> so... um, let me ask you some questions, my dear. Oh, goodness. Okay. I know. Brace yourself, Bessie. We're going I'm ready. In. All right. So I'm going to start out soft and gentle, and then I'll work my way up. So you mentioned the nerves for me about that first time. I want to know about your side and, you know, how you felt on our first time. Well, I was really excited, but I was also really nervous. And the reason that I was really nervous, like like I mentioned, is I knew it was your first time. But also, like, I thought, man, if, you know, if I'm bad, like, if she leaves this hotel room thinking, oh, this is what sex with a woman is like, then she's not going to want to continue this relationship. And, like, at that point, I was already emotionally vested in you. And I... I had so many feelings for you already, very strong feelings, and you knew that, and you and I had both, I mean, you had told me that you loved me already, and that was the first time that somebody else said it to me first, and so that was, like, for me, a really scary moment, because I thought, this could make or break our relationship, because if, you know, if she's, I, you know, I also knew that you were a very sexual person, because you were so open sexually. And I thought, this is somebody who is not afraid to say what she wants and is not going to be afraid to say, you know, that was horrible. Or, (laughs) and and I don't think you would even say it that nicely. I'm sure you would find a really funny way to say it, but it would be mean too, because you're snarky like that. (laughs) But also I just, I really wanted it to feel special. I wanted us both to have the memory of our first time. You know, and the way I thought about it was, was, you know, 20 years from now, I want us to still be able to talk about the first time and smile when we talk about it or laugh when we talk about it. And that's another thing, you know, that I think is so important is we're comfortable enough with each other sexually that we can laugh in the bed, you know, when something happens unexpected or, um, you know, I fart accidentally or (laughs) on purpose or on purpose. Yeah, I know. (laughs) 
Or, you know, we're doing, we're trying something new that we've never done for the first time and it's going completely different from what we thought it was going to do. <laughs> then, you know, I love that we can laugh about it and we can sort of hit the reset button. And, you know, sometimes we get to laughing so hard that we're crying, but it's, it adds to that level of intimacy between us. And I just love that. Yeah, me too. So I think you, you indirectly are bringing up a really good point that can be more generalized to our listeners. And that is the pressure we put on ourselves mm. to make that first experience, quote unquote, perfect. perfect. Yeah, so, you know, there is a lot of media hype on sex being perfect or your first time being special or you know whatever whatever that looks like for the individuals involved do you think that there is a perfect way to have sex um no i you know i think like i said being being comfortable with each other is really important um, because I've had sex in the past with people that I wasn't comfortable with. Um, and also that I didn't feel a level of intimacy with. Like I dated this one person who had been a friend for years. And then when we dated, sex was always very awkward with her because I felt like our relationship was very much a surface relationship emotionally. Like she just wasn't open emotionally and she wasn't vulnerable because she was scared. And, you know, I understood where she was coming from, but it was also very difficult for me because I felt like I'm so much more invested in this than she is. And so every time that we were in the bedroom, it, it just kind of felt to me like for her, it was mechanical in a way. Mm. Like she was doing what she thought I wanted her to do, but without any real feeling to it or thought to it. And I think, you know, you and I have the most amazing intimacy and chemistry because of how vulnerable we allow ourselves to be with each other. Yeah, vulnerability is definitely a huge aspect to it. And, you know, for whatever reason, no judgment, of course, but people tend to close off. Yes. Vulnerability is a scary thing, especially when it comes to partnered relationships. Well, a lot of people will shut down in the bedroom. You know, they'll shut down emotionally. And it is all about like, I'm just going to move and do and you yeah. know, try the things that I think you want me to do. Or I saw in a video. Yeah. Well, and like I teased you and I still sometimes tease you about how you you read that book about you know trying to because I mean you you love to learn that in that manner you love to yeah. study things you know you're a studier a researcher you know to your core but you know I teased you right off the bat and was like don't read a book you don't need to read a book you just <laughs> yes, will, I do. you will know what to do innately and and I think like reading a book or looking at a manual is like again, comes back to that, I'm going to try to do what I think you want me to do. When really, I think the best sex between two people is when you just allow yourself to feel and be really present in the moment. And it doesn't have anything to do with mechanics. No, but it does have a lot to do with willingness and the vulnerability, which we just talked about. 
And for individuals who've been so badly hurt in relationships. Or people raped, who've experienced or, sexual trauma. Yep, yeah, yep, absolutely. That makes the bedroom a war zone instead of a pleasure zone. And for so many people, it's it's just difficult to move beyond that. Well, and I think that was, you know, that was another thing that you and I came into our relationship being very open and honest about. We were both survivors of sexual trauma. Mm-hmm. And we talked about that. We empathized with one another. We understood. And I think, you know, in past relationships, it wasn't that I tried to hide that. But it wasn't something that I just offered freely to somebody. Oh, hey, by the way, you know, yeah. I was molested. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah, it's not like you carry that around on a business card and just passing right. that out at meetings. I mean, networking. quite frankly, like, I think it makes other people so uncomfortable that I hate to bring it up. But if somebody were to ask me a question about it or want to talk about it, I can talk about it openly now. But it's still, it is, it did shape who I am sexually, you know, as a sexual being. Because it put me in a place of, Number one, learning how to step outside of my body and Mm -hmm. separate myself. Dissociation, yeah. Complete dissociation. And, you know, I I could sometimes do that in my adult sexual relationships. Um, And then I think the other thing was just fear. You know, having this knowing that someone could hurt you physically. You know, because I'd experienced that in the past. And so that always put me just a little bit on edge, especially when I was with somebody, you know, somebody new. But I never, ever felt that way with you. Not even, you know, from the very first time that we were together. What would you want? Let's let's just play make-believe. And let's say you and I were not together. We're not breaking up. Don't worry. This is just a hypothetical situation. No, you... You and I promised it that 40 years. We did. 40 years. At 41, we are free and single again. Yeah. If we want to part that, um, that's fine. But not before. <laughs> Let's say that you are looking at your life from a bird's eye view. And you are looking at you and telling the you that you see down on earth, what would it take for somebody that that person that you're, you're viewing... To feel comfortable, what kinds of questions would you want to ask or have that person have answered for them to make them feel comfortable? Does that make sense? No. Okay, let me try again. Um, <laughs> so if if you were to be dating somebody new and you were getting into the physical aspect of the relationship mm-hmm. and you had not had a conversation about your history of sexual trauma with this new individual. How might you approach it? Well, I wouldn't choose our first time being together, like in the bedroom. I wouldn't choose to tell that person at that point in time. It would probably be something, and I think it has been in the past, been something that came out later, almost as though I felt like I needed to explain maybe something that happened um, because there was a moment where they could tell that I was uncomfortable or maybe I stopped them from doing something because it was something that triggered, you know, a feeling in me that wasn't comfortable. Um, What I've typically done is just approached it that way, you know, after the fact and said, Hey, I just, I want to let you know something about me. And you know, it, it, 
doesn't, I think most of the time it doesn't affect me and yet I know it's part of who I am and sometimes it can be triggered. And so, you know, I, I let them know that way. Um, and I would want a new partner to be comfortable telling me that as well. And so it's not like I don't ask, you know, everybody I meet, Hey, have you ever been a victim of sexual trauma? You mean that's not how you start your conversations? <laughs> no wonder people run away from me. I know. I try to start with something a little cheerier than that, you know? Hi usually works well. <laughs> I think hi, how are you, works perfectly. <laughs> um, no, but I think, you know, it is, I think also there are people who perhaps have experienced things sexually that they may not be comfortable sharing with others. And I think that is completely their right. And for me, you know, I've had partners who, um, both potential partners, you know, somebody that I just went out on a date with and we talked about it on the first date or someone that I've dated for a while tell me that something happened to them, but they weren't really comfortable talking about it. And since I didn't talk about my own abuse until I was in my mid thirties, um, you know, and it had ended by the time I was about 12 or 13. I completely understand what that's like to not want to talk about it. Sometimes you just kind of convince yourself that if I don't talk about it, I'm not thinking about it. I don't have to re-experience those feelings or emotions of being there or feel like I'm back in that moment again. And it makes me feel too vulnerable and raw and I don't like it. And so if somebody is not comfortable, I completely respect that. Yeah. Meeting that person where they're at is important. Absolutely. I, from my personal side, I wanted you to know up front, you know, I've been raped twice. You know, I'm a little conscientious about that. Um, I struggle with that feeling of intimacy. Uh, you know, even though sex is not an issue in terms of I could talk about it all day long, but connecting with that person mm -hmm. you know like you were talking about that dissociation that was easy and then we go through the motions and boom 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 this is how it works okay good he's done I can go about my business and get back to work and with you it became a totally different situation and I think partly it's because you and I did have these conversations these really hard conversations before we even got to the bedroom and so for me, I, you know, going way back to the first question that you asked, I think it was the first, uh, about when is the right time or how long do you wait? And so I think for me, I would say that you wait until you can have these types of conversations. I agree with that. Because yeah. then that, that true intimacy, because sex is sex, you know, it's, it's animalistic. That, that's just what it is. And sometimes that's what you want. Oh, heck yeah. You just want that, and that's okay. Yeah, and that's fine. No judgment here no. on that. <laughs> Been there, done that, might do it again in an hour. So, <laughs> <laughs> but yes, being able to get to that point of intimacy is critical. Okay, so... Last question for me today, my dear. Talking about limits. Hmm. <laughs> Always an interesting topic video. <laughs> <laughs> so when we first started talking, a lot of the conversation on my side 
was often from a bubble bath. And I would snap a little picture, a little tease. Yes, I still have those Bubbles in strategic places. (laughs) (laughs) How do you bring about talking about limits with your potential partner? I was just, as you were saying, I I mean, as soon as you said the word limits, I knew what you were talking about. And I started thinking, when did we first talk about that? Do you remember when the first time was that we talked about limits? Was it early in our relationship, like really early in our relationship or a little ways in? Um, I think it was a little ways in. Because I I remember there was like a talk where you told me there's like three things that you don't do or something like that. Well, it would have been five if you had been male, but yes. (laughs) (laughs) So, okay. Yeah. So, but, but I mean, I can't remember what, at what point it was in our relationship that you brought that conversation up. I think it was still fairly towards the beginning, but it was like after our first experience. Yeah. So maybe like a couple weeks into our relationship. Yeah. Probably like day eight. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. We're just going to be honest. (laughs) We like went for it. There was a lot of chemistry. There still is a lot of chemistry. Um, Okay. So limits. Yeah. I want to say we talked about it like probably in the first couple of weeks. And... It's been an ongoing conversation with us. And I think that that's part of why we have such great sex and sexual chemistry too, is because we're not afraid. It's like, it's kind of like there's layers to that vulnerability and that openness, you know, around sex that you have to tackle. Because I think, I mean, I like that you use the word tackle when we're talking about (laughs) sex. That is awesome. (laughs) Well, you know, there might be some guy listeners out there, so you know, I'm thinking of them too. Um, so yeah, I, I think that uh, talking about limits is important because you, you might come into a relationship thinking, I will never do that. And a lot of times it can be because you had that experience before and it was horrible. You know, like somebody else did it and you were just like, oh my God, this is, I'm never saying yes to this again, (laughs) ever. Um, But I think also sometimes it's, again, uh, comes down to not feeling comfortable. And so, you know, I know early on too, I said, you know, I won't allow this. And you were like, oh, we'll see about that. Really? Well, okay. (laughs) Challenge accepted. (laughs) Wow. You make me sound like a total predator right now. Uh, you are. No, I'm Oh, dang. <laughs> Don't tell the listeners. I want you to be a predator of me, so it's all good. <laughs> yeah. You know, I we did talk about it fairly early. Um, you know, being comfortable with what you are comfortable with and being able to open up and tell that to the other person, like, look, this cannot happen. This is a trigger for me based on past experiences, sexual, you know, molestation or trauma. Um, you know, or something that just doesn't sit well with you. I mean, well, and I think also sometimes your body, you know, your body better than anybody else. And so sometimes you're just like, you know, this is something that is uncomfortable for me and it may not be something that you've tried, but you, it's some similar enough to something else that you're like, "Mm, I just don't think I'm going to like that. So let me just save you the trouble of trying it. (laughs) (laughs) Don't invest in that toy. Um, yeah, you know, I, th- I think that that is, is something that is also important because when we cross each other's boundaries or our limits, we break that trust. Yeah. 
And breaking that trust, especially in the bedroom, causes us to shut down, um, especially as women, because we tend to be emotional beings. We tend to be, um, you know, the, the heart of relationships. And, you know, for us, when we get two of us together, like I have to be the brain because you are a heart with arms and legs. That's true. And so, <laughs> so one of us has to be the cosmic killjoy. Um, but when we don't actually take that time to say, that doesn't feel good or I don't enjoy that or I want more of that or a little to the left. Oh yeah. Right there. Mm -hmm. When we can do things like that with each other, that's true vulnerability to its core because that is, we, we have nothing. We have no clothes on. We are, we're just laid yeah. bare. I remember you were the first time that I asked you during oh. sex to tell me oh, what you wanted. Story. <laughs> I it made you really uncomfortable and it was hard for you. And oh. you did, it took you a few minutes to respond. Oh you my just, goodness. You were and I and I just waited. Oh, you were vicious. I talked about this in my book actually. There were there were a couple of times that we were being intimate and you wanted you wanted the first one is you wanted me to say I am beautiful. Mm -hmm. Oh, I was just like, please, somebody just set me on fire. That would be so much less painful, you know? And you were just like, I'm not getting off of you. And I thought, I'm going to die here. Yeah. I well, did. I took advantage it. of that moment of vulnerability, but it was for something that was good for you to do emotionally. No, I agree. And looking back, I am grateful that you did that because it did open that up. It did open that door. It did connect us on a deeper level. You know, as I squeaked out the words in the tiniest little voice that I could muster. Yes, you did. You know, and, and you've done other things like that, you know, where I'm being critical about my body in some way, shape or form, like my thighs. And, you know, you, you push me to other levels and it deepens our intimacy where some people might go, Oh my gosh, that's intimidating. That's, that's fear mongering or whatever. But you and I know each other well enough to know that we need to push sometimes. Well, what it comes down to is like you said, you think with your brain all the time. The only time that I can get you to really, really be in your heart is after a good orgasm or being intimate. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so I think we should wrap this up. This has been, we've covered a lot of topics, but I want to ask you one final question before we let our listeners go. Okay, it sounds very serious. <laughs> I wanted to ask you if you could go back to our first time together in those moments, thinking of how nervous we were and how it was the first time and there was a lot of pressure on both sides. Is there anything that you would have changed about that day or that afternoon that we had together? Yes. I would have washed my hair. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot you. I forgot you were so paranoid about your hair. I'd completely forgotten about that. <laughs> to this day, I'm like, God, she made me not 
wash my hair and go out in public. <laughs> so, <clears throat> little backstory, because I'm sure you're all going, what in Sam Hill? So, I tend to waver a little bit more on the submissive side. And so, when I met Tamara, I was like, this is what I like, and this is how I respond best, and... You know, I, this is why I date older, because I like to let that person have the lead predominantly in the relationship. Now, that does not mean that I am passive and that I will just give her anything that she asks for. No, she has to earn it. And trust me, she works hard for that money. So... Yeah, I, I I mentioned to her, I was like, well, you know what? We're going to practice. Give me a command. She's like, okay, I command you to not wash your hair. And I was like, wait, what? What kind of command is that? And she's like, just bring your stuff with you. So I did. I brought my shampoo, my conditioner. I've got curly hair. So I brought all of that nonsense and my comb and thinking, oh, she's going to wash my hair. Well, that'll be fun. That'll no. be fun. <laughs> no, she didn't wash my hair. <laughs> She took me out in public looking like a fraggle. And so we had brunch. And, you know, the whole time I'm going, oh, my God, I'm out in public and my hair is a mess. And I mean, it makes Your me. Your hair looked beautiful. It makes me sound really vain. But, like, we had just started dating. And Your I was like, this is great. not the impression I wanted to give her. And so anyways, yeah, that's the one thing I would change. But did I wash your hair that day when we took a bath in the hotel room? Yes. Yes, I did. You did. And that's why I commanded you not to that day. (laughs) So you got the best shampoo ever. (laughs) That's true. So, yeah, that's the only, really the only thing that I would change. I mean, other than that, it was, it was a beautiful experience, um, you know, nobody has really or had really taken the time to plan something like that. It was just kind of a almost like an obligation instead of romance. Mm-hmm. And that is the one thing that I cherish the most about that day is that you um, took the time to plan it out, to try to find a way to make it special. You know, and it doesn't, sex itself is supposed to be special, you know, and whether you share it with one person or you're in a poly relationship, whatever it looks like for you, but between you and I, knowing that that connection was strong and it was deep already at that point. And so, yeah, I was nervous, but I was also comfortable with you. If that makes sense. Absolutely. And so, no, I mean, there's nothing else that I look back and go, oh, I wish she'd done it a little more to the left. <laughs> <laughs> but we'll keep talking about it. To the left? To the left, to the right, in between. <laughs> <laughs> because talking about sex strengthens that ability to have really good sex. Yep. So keep talking to it about talking about it to your partner you know, to the person that you love, to the person that you're looking forward to being intimate, intimate with, or the person that you've been with for 35 years. It's important to talk about sex, what you like, what you don't like, how you feel, when you li- like it, when you don't like it. And sometimes it means meeting in the middle, but it's worth it. Yeah. And don't talk about it in the bedroom. Find another neutral space to talk about it. So you and I, point. you and I never talk about 
you know, what we may not have really felt comfortable with in the bedroom. That's very true. So by the time we get to the bedroom, we know this is not okay. She wants more of this. Or let's try it. She's open to trying this. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it, it takes out that tension of being in the moment. And then you're like, no, I don't like that. Right, right. So. Yep. And I think also communicating during sex. Because sometimes things do come up, you know, during. And again, allowing yourself to laugh. Like, <laughs> some of our best times together are when we just got <laughs> to <laughs> laughing about something funny. And, you know, I had you doing your really high-pitched laugh that you rarely do, (laughs) where you were just lost in it. And, (laughs) you know, and that might be one of the things that I remember about that, you know, and what made it special. So just be yourself and... Stay present. Stay present, focused on the person that you're with in that moment. Don't be thinking about other things or other places or other people. And the grocery list can wait. Yeah. Absolutely. Thank you for listening today. We're so glad that you joined us. If you enjoyed this podcast and you've missed the previous ones, please feel free to go back to Newlywed Notions and take a look or a listen, for that matter, to our others. And we promise that we're going to get better at being more consistent with releasing some more podcasts. It's our goal for the week. Right. We have to set (laughs) goals. We coach each other. And if you have any topics, ideas, or suggestions, please feel free to email them. Uh, you can email them to me at jennifer at neogenesisnutrition.com. Do you want to have them email them to you? Yeah, you can also mail email them to me at foreverheartbound. It's the number four, foreverheartbound at gmail.com. See how different we are? Science and heart. All right, everybody. Have a great day. Thank you.